preaching of, of St. Luke's Gospel. It said, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man, listen to this, named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publican, and notice here, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And he could not for the press, because he was little of stature, or he was short. So he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, Jesus, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Brother Dean, would you? I woke up this morning and I got thinking. Sitting here a while ago or standing here and I was thinking. You know, if you're a Christian, if you're saved today, wouldn't this be a great day for Jesus to come and get you out of here? But I want you to think, if you're not ready this morning, then you don't want to see Jesus come back today because you couldn't go. But the good news is this morning, if you're here watching in or listening in or whatever this morning, the good news is if you're here this morning and you're not ready to go, you're in a good place to get ready. Amen. Amen. And there's nothing that I would like to see anymore if you're lost to see you on this altar this morning. And just a simple prayer from your heart and you could be ready to leave with us when Jesus comes back. That's a lot to think about this morning and I want you to think about it this morning. Now I read this scripture this morning and so I want to think upon the thought this morning and about verse 3 there where it said, and he sought to see Jesus. He sought to see Jesus who he was. Now in case I don't get to it, I want to remind you this morning that I don't believe Zacchaeus had ever seen Jesus. And I don't believe that Zacchaeus thought Jesus had ever seen him or knew who he was. I don't believe when Zacchaeus here wanted to see Jesus, I believe that all he'd asked to do was just to see Jesus as he passed by. Probably never crossed his mind that Jesus knew who he was. You may be here this morning and you may think that Jesus don't know who you are. But Jesus knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly where you're at this morning in your heart with him. 
But if you notice down there that when Jesus passed by in verse 5, and I'm going to preach here in a minute, that Jesus, when he got there at the sycamore and he stopped, and he looked up, could you imagine sitting up in a tree, minding your own business, all you want to do is just see somebody as they pass by. It's all he would ask to do. But could you imagine sitting up there and all at once, the one that he wanted to see, stop and look up at him? And could you imagine how little Zacchaeus' heart felt when Jesus called him by name and said, Zacchaeus, come down out of there. He said, because I'm going to abide at your house today. <laughs> Woo, wouldn't you like to take Jesus home with you today? Amen. If you're lost and don't know him, you can take him home with you today. Amen. Make him no more happier than anything in the world as for you to come and receive Jesus Christ and believe in him as your Lord and Savior today. But I want to think upon that thought out of verse 3 there, where it said, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And he could not for the press or all the people, because he was a little of stature. He must have been a little something like a midget, you would think of. But that word sought there, he sought to see Jesus. And that word, you could always also look at it, and one of the definitions was in it, was he desired. He desired to see Jesus. Amen. He desired to see Jesus. Has anybody here come this morning that was desiring to see Jesus? You know we all, as Tony talking about, we all had things in our life that, you know, that sometimes that we battled with because we wanted it. And sometimes, you know, we, we were jealous because somebody had something that we didn't have and so on and so forth. But did you know this morning uh, that uh, we all have desires in our life this morning? Now, you may be here this morning because somebody invited you to come, you know. And, and, uh, but, you know, then just because they invited you to come to church this morning, uh, that didn't mean uh, uh, that you didn't have a choice to come or not come. Hey, man. And I know I invited some church, and I see some here this morning that I stopped and talked to yesterday and one or two of them here today. But let me tell you this morning, friend, uh, uh, why did you come to church this morning? Uh, uh, you know, uh, how many believes uh, when we uh, uh, had to shut down back during the COVID chair a couple, three years ago, uh, how many believe after we was down for some time there, how many believe they lost the desire to come to the house of God? How many in here sort of lost the desire to come back to the house of God when we came back? Let's be honest. Did you lose some of your desire? Didn't you really sort of enjoy not having to get up on Sunday morning and get ready, just get your Facebook and uh, turn it on there, your phone, and, and see the preacher here, you know, a, a Facebook, and while you sit there and eat your gravy and biscuit and eggs and drink your coffee and all, 
that was pretty relaxing, wasn't it? That was a whole lot easier than getting up, especially if you've got kids and getting ready, uh, and get out to church, you know. Uh, it was a lot easier just to sit back. I've had people say, well, uh, you know, I watch you on the Facebook. I mean, healthy as they can be, you know. At one time, had a desire to they one time had a desire to worship the Lord, uh, but they had lost that desire. And you know, some of them has not got that desire back yet. Uh, but I believe this morning, uh, amen, that we need to be like Ozacchaeus. I believe uh, we need to want to see Jesus. I believe we don't, I, I believe that we need to go to church, but I believe that we need to have a desire to go to church. Amen. Uh, if you don't have a desire to do something, uh, then you're not going to put your heart into it. Amen. But if you've got a desire to do something, uh, and, and you know, and you put forth an effort to do it, uh, and when you get the job done, you're going to feel good uh, inside when you get done. Amen. So, did you really have a desire to come to God's house this morning? You know, a lot of people just come because somebody invited them, I guess. A lot of people come just to uh, clear their conscience from all the sin they've committed that week and make them feel a little bit better if they'll just go to church just on Sunday morning. But friend, let me tell you something. If you really want to have a relationship and you really want uh, to enjoy life, uh, enjoy your salvation, uh, then you've got to have a desire to come to God's house and not only come to God's house, but you've got to have a desire to serve the Lord uh, when you're away from God's house. You know you can worship God anywhere at any time. He's brought me through a lot, and I know he has some of you too, but the last three years, uh, two and a half years, uh, I mean he has brought up me and my wife through a lot, you know, uh, and I thought we were going to leave here a few times, uh, but God uh, brought us through it. Uh, and I want you to know, uh, even though I come to church on Sunday morning, uh, and about three more, my wife and uh, uh, Donnie and Carl, uh, Donnie, uh, Connie and Daryl come, and uh, she videoed it and Daryl recorded for the radio and internet. But you know, there's a lot of difference uh, standing up here uh, preaching uh, to 100, 150 people uh, with a sharing the gospel with them uh, than it is sharing it with a bunch of empty benches here. I imagined in my life when I, I came to preach, Brother Dean, sometimes uh, I would just shut my eyes and imagine all the people that I could see your face uh, uh, sitting here in them seats, you know, and that helped me to get through it. Uh, but let me tell you, uh, my heart's desire was uh, not only to get back to God's house, but get back uh, with God's church and God's people uh, where we could come together and worship the Lord uh, in one mind, in one place, in one accord. Amen. If you don't have the desire to do something, Mike, changes are you're not going to do it. Amen. Amen. Now, a lot of people say, well, well, I know I need to go to church. Well, any, anybody ought to realize that, that they needed to go to church. But some of them say, but I just don't have time. If you don't have time to give God a couple hours on Sunday morning when He's given you seven days a week, then you're too busy. You're too busy. If you can't take a couple hours on Sunday morning and come to church and worship the Lord, then you're too busy. You don't have much of a life. I'll just put it that way. 
That didn't go over very well, did it? But it's a truth. And people say, well, I know I need to go to church, but I just don't have time. You know, we've all got a lot of desires, right? I desire. I came to church this morning, and my heart's desire, my greatest heart's desire, Brother Dean, of course, is to get to heaven. But my greatest desire is, personally, is to see my children saved and my grandchildren saved, my brothers and sisters saved, my nephews and nieces saved, and the church people that I go to church with to see you saved and to see your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren saved. That's my greatest desire. Amen. I don't have a desire to be a millionaire today, Mike. A lot of people say, boy, i tell you what, if I could get one thing, ask God for one thing, and He'd give it to me, I, I would sure be appreciated and not say what that did say, that he'd give me a million dollars. If he'd just let me if he'd just let me win that lottery one time, man, I'd come over there and I'd pay the churches off. I'd pay, uh, I'd, I'd give you a raise, preacher. <laughs> I'd do all of this and all that. Don't lie to yourself. Uh, if you won the lottery, you'd be just like most of them. Uh, you'd be too tight. Uh, uh, you'd be afraid to spend it. You'd try to... You'd spend it playing the lottery to thinking you're going to win it again and you'd spend the first lottery you wanted and you would be miserable. I had a millionaire and I know for a fact uh, that he was a millionaire. I know for a fact that he is uh, and maybe twice, two times a millionaire. But he told me one day, he looked at me, he said, Preacher, uh, let me tell you something. He said, money, uh, he said, does not make you happy. Uh, he said, it does not make you happy. Uh, you know, if you've got it, uh, you worry about it. But if you ain't got it, you still worry about it. Uh, but thank me unto God today. Uh, my desire is to follow the Word of God uh, and believe Him. Uh, and I can be happy. Uh, I'm no ways a millionaire, Tony. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I'm a child a millionaire uh, ten times over, amen, uh, and I know that he has promised me uh, and he has promised you this morning uh, if you would follow him uh, accept him uh, and be one of his children uh, he has promised me uh, and don't think for a minute what I'm about to say uh, that he can't do it and won't do it uh, because he will do it uh, because he owns the cattle uh, on a thousand hills, uh, I'm going to tell you friend, uh, he don't own only to own the cattle uh, on a thousand year hills, uh, but he owned a thousand hills. Uh, he owned it all. Uh, he brought it all in. Uh, he made it all. He owned everything. He owned you and you and you, uh, and he owned me this morning. Uh, we are his creation, uh, and he loves us. Uh, and let me tell you something today: uh, being a millionaire uh, will not satisfy you, uh, but being Jesus Christ. Uh, a child of God, huh? now it will satisfy you. Amen. Amen. I hear people, Christian, and I know they're good Christian people. Sometimes I hear myself, and I'm ashamed of it. The way the world are going, everywhere you go, you hear it talk about it. You hear it talk about how bad things are. What all is going on? Nobody knows what's going to happen down the road. Boy, I'll be glad for the election time this year. 
I hope we can change something. I'm going to tell you the only one can change anything in your life, and that's Jesus Christ. And if you've got him, let me tell you what the Bible says. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Paul said, my God and your God can supply all of our needs. What does ALL mean? Think about what he's saying here. Just let that sink in. See, we hear it, but we don't let it sink in. And so if we don't let it sink in, we forget about it. Time will get out the door. But you remember this. Paul said, my God can supply all. There's a lot of people in here. A lot of people in here this morning. And when he said all, he meant all. My God can supply all, every need that everybody's got in here, every need that's watching in here. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. If you know, if you know Jesus this morning, <laughs> and you're His, and He is yours, then that's all you need, church. Quit worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow may never get here. What we need to do is make sure that we're ready to go today if Jesus passes by. Amen. He, he desires worship from His people. You know, the Bible tells us, He said, I desire my people to worship me. Do we worship Him like we should worship Him when we come to the house of God? Do we raise our hand and give Him praise and glory? Are we thankful this morning that we is able to get out of bed this morning? If you got up this morning uh, and you dressed yourself, uh, you fed yourself, uh, you got ready to come to church yourself, uh, then you ought to give God a hand of praise and say, Thank you, Jesus. Some people are not thankful enough to even give God a praise, you know. What is your desire this morning? I've got a lot of desires. You know, I got up with a lot of desires. But above all of the desires that I got up with, the places I could go and the things I could do today, beautiful day to be on the lake. Amen? Amen? Beautiful day to be out there fishing today. And I had desire to do this. I mean, I, have, I love to fish. I've got desires, looks like everybody else. But them desires just didn't stay in my mind, but just a minute. Because a greater desire took over. And that was coming to God's house. And my desire was coming to God's house. My desire and my hope and my prayers was uh, to see somebody uh, receive Jesus Christ this morning. Hey man, that would make me more happier than walking up here and giving me a thousand dollars, John, is to see somebody come and give their heart and life to Jesus Christ this morning. You know, these people are missing out on the most best thing that they could ever have. Uh, hey man, but not being saved. Uh, they, 
If we get saved and we walk with Jesus, and Tony said this morning, you know, if we walk in the Spirit, then we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is, if we live a Christian life, then we're not going to fulfill the pleasures of sin. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. I've had people say, well, preacher, I've tried it before. I've tried living a Christian life before, and it's just too hard. I can't live it. Uh, oh, yes, you can live it. Uh, you can live it. Uh, uh, you know, that's just the devil telling you can't. Uh, and, and a lot of people don't have a desire to live it after they get saved. Because why? Because here comes the devil along, and here he is. And he's tempting you to go back in the old way, go back into your party, go back into your drugs, go back into your drinking, go back into everything else that was sin that you enjoyed out there. And there is pleasure in sin. And believe you me, uh, you're looking and a man that knowed and done just about every bit of it one day. Uh, and I thought that, man, I thought I was just like an old song. Had the tiger by the tail. My wife couldn't boss me around. She didn't know who I was at a lot of the times on the weekend. Uh, nobody else did. Well, somebody did, but I'm not telling who. But you know, uh, out there partying and ripping and going, and I thought, man, I just had it made. Uh, but one day I got tired of that sin. Hey, man, one day I don't know, just all of a sudden I got tired of of it, uh, and I got to remember back when I was a young man, uh, and I went to church when me and my wife got married, uh, and how good things were. We didn't have a lot, but we had one another, and we had Jesus, and we was happy, uh, and I stopped, and I got to thinking one day, church, well, how in the world did I get way down this road to where I'm at? Uh, and I got to thinking about it, uh, and I was like the prodigal son. Uh, it was a long way back, but thank God one day uh, I made it back when I got over my knees huh, and I cried out to the Lord huh, and you know something huh, I found him right before I left him huh. you see God don't leave you huh, you leave God hey man yeah, right. people say well God left but God, God didn't leave you and God didn't forsake you don't tell me that stuff you ain't, I don't believe it you leave God God don't never leave you I did Oh, for a while, I guess I was like that prodigal son in the Bible. I guess I thought I was really living it up. But one day I woke up, and I didn't have nothing. Didn't have nothing. The devil, had, I'd allowed, I had allowed the devil. The devil didn't do it on his own. The devil's got to have help from you if he destroys your life. The devil can't make you do nothing that you don't want to do. Some people say, well, well, my friends was doing it, and I wanted to fit in with a crowd. I wanted to be like, I didn't want to feel left out. I didn't want to do it, but I wanted to be the in crowd. Let me tell you something, young people. You're going to be a whole lot better off to stay out of that in crowd if you've got to do sin and do the things that you've got to do to be an in crowd. You just be an in crowd here at Bloomington Chapel with us, okay? And your life will be a whole lot better off. It'll be a lot better off. But here, Ozacchaeus, he, he desired to see Jesus. Never seen him. You say, well, how do you know it was, how did he know it was Jesus coming down? Because I, read, I thought the same thing. And I thought, well, if he hadn't seen Jesus, how did he know it was Jesus? But I backed up there in, verse, in chapter 19 there, and down in verse 35, I believe it is there, 35 on down through 43. Uh, yeah, it tells about before when he, entered, when he entered Jericho there, 
before he was passing through that, uh, the Bible said as he entered into Jericho, the Bible said uh, that uh, there's a blind man sitting beside the road there, a blind beggar. Uh, he was sitting there minding his own business too. Uh, and, and the Bible said that he heard a multitude coming. Uh, and the Bible said that he had cried out and asked him, said, what's going on? Uh, what's all the excitement? You see, he couldn't see. And the Bible said that some of the crowd there told him, said, Oh, said, be quiet. Said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here a little. Said, be quiet. Uh, I said, Jesus is coming up this way. Uh, you just be quiet. He's going to pass by here in a minute. And when that blind man, uh, naturally he had never seen Jesus because he was blind. Uh, but I believe he had heard about him, Brother Dean. I believe he had heard about him, uh, but he had never seen him. Uh, and when he heard that name Jesus, man, he got excited. Uh, you know, and he began to cry out, uh, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, have mercy on me. Uh, and the Bible said it. They went over and said, listen, uh, said, be quiet. Don't be a talking. Don't be a hollering out. Don't be, uh, uh, don't be interrupting. Uh, man, here he comes. Uh, and the Bible said he just the uh, closer to Jesus God, uh, the louder he screamed, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, have mercy on me. Uh, and the Bible said Jesus came up. Hallelujah. Jesus came up. Up, uh, and he stopped right in front of him uh, and the one that had told him to be quiet assuming uh, he said bring him here uh, and they went and got him uh, and led him over there uh, what was his heart's desire uh, what did his uh, desire more than anything uh, he desired to see Jesus uh, and the Bible said when he got over there uh, and Jesus looked at him uh, knew he was blind uh, and said what would you have me to do for you uh, and he said Lord uh, I can't see. Lord, I desire that you would heal my eyes. I desire to see. And Jesus laid his hand on him and his eyes was open. I'm going to tell you, friend, Jesus can open blinded eyes today. He's done it once and he can do it again to the sinners. If you're sin sick and sin blinded, he can open your eyes if you will what's the biggest desire that you have what's the biggest desire that you have the more sinful the world gets the more wicked it gets Friends, time's running out. Did you come this morning because you had a need? If you didn't have a need, I want to talk to you after church. We've all got needs. Hey, man? We've all got needs. But if you came this morning, I believe you came for a reason. Maybe here somebody invited you. I hope so anyway. But you had the choice for to come or not. And if you came this morning, you came not only just to be a coming. You may have come to see what was going on. You may have come, but I honestly believe the reason you're here this morning is because 
you've got a need in your life. And that need may be that you need to be saved. We're just country people. Country people. I'll hear people say, well, we're just poor old country people. No, we're country people, but if we've got Jesus, we're not poor this morning. If you've got Jesus, you're not poor this morning. He can supply all your needs. You may be going through a storm, as the girl sung a while ago. You may be going through some kind of storm in your life. I don't know what goes on in your life. I have no clue. You may be, your marriage may be in trouble. You may have been in trouble, still in trouble. But I want you to know something this morning. That Jesus knows where you're at this morning. Jesus don't care what you've done, and I care less. Jesus don't care. All Jesus cares about is loving you and seeing you to come and receive him as Lord and Savior. That's all he, he how much did he love you? How much did Jesus love you? Brother Billy said this much. And they nailed the spikes in his hands and in his feet. Put a crown of thorns on his head. Old Roman soldier pierced him in the side. The blood and water ran forward. He bowed his head. But before he bowed his head, he looked up and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And he bowed his head. And he said, it's finished. Satan thought, and the people thought, that Jesus was finished. But he had just begun. He had just begun. He died for you. He arose from the grave for you. He's ascended back to heaven for you. And the Bible says he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. Right now. Just shut your eyes. Everybody shut their eyes. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And he's sitting there on your behalf and my behalf. And he's saying to you, you are mine. You are mine. And if you're not saved, he's saying, today, today I'm going to abide in your house. Today I'm going home with you. I'm going home with you today. Just keep your eyes shut a minute and just let the Holy Spirit. He's going to go up and down every pew. He's going to stop. He's going to stop and knock on every heart's door this morning. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. And you're going to know it's his voice because there's no other voice like it. And when he stops by, don't put it off. If you're not saved, don't leave today without Jesus. You might say, Brother Ralph, I one time was saved, but I lost my desire. I lost my desire. But I want it back, and I've got it back, and I'm getting it back today. There's no shame. No shame in coming to this altar, none whatsoever. But it is dangerous if you need to pray to walk out that door without Jesus Christ this morning. Would you stand with us this morning? All heads still be bowed low and listen to this song as they song. Nobody won't laugh at you. Nobody won't make fun of you.